Welcome, traders and friends. I'm Elisa Levinson, and this is Are You Green? A daily review of the New York Stock Exchange with top news, top movers, and insights into my personal swing trading. Today is Friday, January 15th, 2021, and it is the start of a three-day weekend. The markets are closed tomorrow for Martin Luther King Day, so this is a Friday before uh, the next trading day is not going to be until Tuesday. So I think that that has really caused some sell-off in the market. We're going to go into that right now. The SPY previous close was 378.46. It is now sitting at 376.19 going into closing. So the SPY is red. The XLK technology sector of the SPY that I always look at because I do trade a lot of the tech stocks. Previous close was 126. 774. It's now at 127.72. So it's also in the red. And now the question everybody wants to know, are you green in my personal trading accounts? No, I'm not. I am also in the red today. I started out green. I also had a really great week with some good sales. I added to some trades today, started a new swing trade, but I am in the red along with the market, but I'm not concerned. After the break, we'll talk about the top news today with COVID. We'll look into the markets and sectors today, as well as a few stocks that had a crazy big week and are now pulling back. So stay tuned. So today we had 2 million confirmed COVID deaths worldwide, such a difficult milestone. One in five of those deaths are actually from the United States. So the United States numbers are still increasing every day. It's like the September 11th terrorist attacks, that amount of death every single day. I say things like this because we all are getting COVID fatigue and it's really important to keep in mind that we are still in a pandemic. The only end to this pandemic is vaccines. And yes, they are rolling them out as we speak. Yesterday was an exciting day because they did roll out a million vaccines in just one day. That gives me a lot of hope for President-elect Biden's plan to vaccinate 100 million in the first 100 days of his presidency. So I do think that that goal is going to be met, especially since people are just now waking up to how to roll roll these vaccines out. A lot of state and local representatives had no idea that they were even in charge of running this system when in fact people have been waiting to hear from these representatives. So basically it's coming out a lot of miscommunication and hopefully that will all be cleared up soon. Right now we are having the worst week since the end of October for the markets. The leading sectors today, it's really just real estate and it's not even up a percent today. Energy is most notably down 2.94%. Financial sector is down 1.41%. Industrials down 1.18%. Definitely a lot of red, so I'm not the only one. 
The airlines are also all in the red today with American Airlines at 3.25% down and United down 4.34%. I did buy American Airlines for my personal long-term accounts. So those are like stocks that I hold for years and years and years. I bought it a while ago, like in April when it hit $12 and I am expecting that stock to go back up to $19, $20 again in the future. And that just might take a while, but that's okay because that's a long-term one for me. As far as the big gainers this week, we saw that even the stocks that were doing great all week that had crazy surges are actually now down today. So we had Bed Bath & Beyond and Etsy, E-T-S-Y, Bed Bath & Beyond trades under BBY, as well as GM. So a lot of these were crazy up for the week. So Bed Bath & Beyond, even though it lost a few percentage points today. It's still up 39% for the week. So still a really big winner for the week. And Shake Shack is up 20% for the week down 3.39% for today, but people are still very bullish on Shake Shack. Their numbers came out. Quarter four was a really great quarter for them. Their sales are increasing around the country, so people are still thinking it's a good buy. It's just interesting that all of these stocks that have been overextended this week are now pulling back on Friday. That's along with General Motors. That's been up 17% this week and down 2.5% today. The one stock that is not with this program at all is Tilray. This is insane. It's trades under T-I-L-R-Y. It's up 76.9% this week and up 5.6% today. I'm pretty sure it's the only green stock. I'm just kidding. There's other ones, but it is pretty crazy to think about how high that stock is up. It's definitely not something I would look at shorting because you just never know how high these stocks can go, especially since so many of these market moves are not even tied to realistic numbers. That is all about the market. We are spending a majority today looking into my personal trades. I want to go ahead and share my screen and go into a chart review. For those of you who are new, to my channel. I do trade with Thinkorswim for my chart review. I have a bunch of different brokers. Thinkorswim is with TD Ameritrade, but as far as like brokers go, I have TD Ameritrade, I have Robinhood, I have Webull, but I do like the Thinkorswim platform for their charting. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. I'm still getting used to this, so it's one of those things. Okay. And for those of you on the podcast, I don't want the screen sharing parts to get a little boring for you guys listening to the cast. So I'll try to be as descriptive as possible when I talk about these charts. And first we'll go into the trades that I added, and then we'll talk about the exciting sells and then the new trades. I'm also gonna review trades that happened yesterday because yesterday was so news heavy that I didn't get any time to go over my actual numbers for trading. So the first chart I have pulled up is Coca-Cola KO. You can see that my favorite time frame is the 90 day five minute candle. This was a swing trade that I had gone into. It had been really bouncing between these pivot points here um, in this last week. But before that, it was trading above 50. So as soon as I saw it kind of break through that, 
monthly pivot point there at 50.53. This big drop, that's when I went ahead and bought. For those of you, again, who are new, I do follow a pivot strategy. So I have those pivots on my chart for you guys to see the monthly pivots, the quarterly pivots, and then the weekly pivots. As far as the strength of the pivot, so how big the resistance is going to be, the longer the time frame, the better the resistance. And so, you know, week is obviously the weakest, oh, the weakest, and then monthly and then quarterly. And then if the pivots are close together, they're not like that on this chart, but if the pivots are close together, then that's an even stronger resistance point. I also have on my charts the high of the day, the average for the day, and the low of the day. These are just really great parameters, especially when looking at what levels to put orders in. And anyways, what happened with Coca-Cola? So yesterday it dropped down below this quarterly pivot at 49.78. So I knew that I wanted to buy. Some people might have stopped out at that point, but because it's Coca-Cola, I know that this trade will work out. So I felt really confident. So I did go ahead and buy at 48.58. And it looks like I put that order in and it got filled today. And my average now for Coca-Cola is 49.14. So I still have a target for this at this very strong point up here, 52.30. So my sell is gonna be at 52. This strong quarterly pivot there makes me feel fairly confident that it will get there and I'm in no rush. Then we have Facebook. Facebook was a trade that was driven by the news. So when I saw a drop, I started adding to my position. My position started at 254. That was January 12th. And you can see this huge movement right off the open. It's those types of big drastic movements that I like to buy at. In this case, that movement was right into these two pivots, a quarterly pivot and a weekly pivot, both around 252.92. It looks like I started to buy a little bit early below the lowest point of the day from the day before a lot of times when these tickers bounce they don't bounce past that low of day so if I really want to swing something and I'm afraid I won't get into it I go ahead and buy a small size there to make sure that I can at least get into the trade and it doesn't bounce without me essentially but I did enter in small size so that I could have room to add and I'm really glad I did I added at 251 12 and then I also added today around 250 and I still have some more room to add just depending on where the ticker goes next week I'm gonna look to put orders around this 249 area there and you can see again it's just kind of bouncing between these two pivot points now so that's why I love the pivot strategy it gives me a really great virtual tool so that I can read the charts and feel confident in my decisions Sorry guys, I'm gonna have some tea and then we'll go into the next one. It's JKS. I feel really confident in this trade because of the solar name and I know that under Biden they'll definitely thrive the solar industry will so that's why even with today's big drop I was not upset about it I was holding an average before around 63.87 so for you watching on YouTube why around that point because that's a quarterly pivot point Ta-da! 
That's why it was a really strong buy point for me. I did go ahead and buy lower down at 59.85. That ad was today. It dropped below this weekly pivot point. And at that point, again, I had a choice. Do I wanna stop out of this trade, which some people might do, but I am more of a long-term swing trader. I hold my trades for up to 90 days. I follow a very strict time stop out, not necessarily a movement or price point stop out. So I wanted to continue to give this trade time to work. So that's why I went ahead and placed a lower order buy down at this 59.85 point. And my average is now around 62. I feel really confident for sure that it will break above this 63.99 pivot at some point. And my target to sell is gonna be right around the 65 area because there's a strong monthly pivot at 66.34 and I wanna sell a little bit before that. With this pivot strategy, it is good to kind of put in your cells a little bit before the pivot points so that you can make sure that your orders get filled because sometimes it doesn't quite hit that pivot exactly. So that's why, again, I like to do it maybe 50 cents before the pivot point. Okay, so those were all that I added to today. And then yesterday I added to PayX. This is a swing trade that I started in at a very small size because I didn't feel very confident in that level and I wanted to give myself space to see where this trade would go. So I did start it up here around like the 94 level. I was expecting a big drop, so that didn't scare me at all. That just indicated that that is a time for me to buy. So I have been buying into this stock throughout the week. My last buy was 88.50. I bought at 89.27, then 88.50, and my average is 93.22. So that's what's happening with PayX. So let's move into Twitter, T-W-T-R. Twitter was a swing trade that I was in. I added down at 47, then down at 45.55 because all of this movement was news-based because obviously of everything going on with the social networks and content monitoring. I just felt like this is kind of an artificial drop and emotional, which is what I look for. So I'm happy to continue to buy into it. My average is now 47. 648. I am going to be interested to see if maybe I should stop out if it gets below this 4350 area. If I'm really concerned about stopping out, I do like to look at the 90 day one hour. This not only gives me a quick snapshot of 90 days, but it also gives me the hour candles so that I can look below at this MACD line and see what the trend is doing. So I love this MACD indicator. It's a really great tool to track your trends. So I like to zoom in on the most recent time that I'm looking at. You can see here the MACD line was below this pink line. That's the signal line. So this was showing us that there is going to be a sell-off, right? So that's when that crosses. It's, and then right here we see these lines are basically together, which is kind of showing me that it's flat. What I'm looking for is 
when the MACD line crosses above the signal and then when the stock is going up in price again and then that's when I'll sell again is when it's at that higher level. But if it's not at a level that I'm targeting, so you know, right now my average is 46, 48, I might sell a little at 48, but I am really targeting a higher level up at this quarterly strong pivot up at 49. So those indicators are not everything, but it does help to show you where the trend is. For those of you who are confused why I have two, I, I just honestly, I like having both of them. This top one up here is weighted with the volume of the trade, which for Twitter, you have a lot of volume. So you can see that here. For other stocks where you don't have as much volume, it's also helpful to have that to really see if the traders are there to how far long they'll move along that trend. A lot of people mistake this line right here for the volume, those um, green and reds, but those indicators there are actually the momentum. So when you get just the regular like MACD indicator, it's gonna be along what they call the zero line and then the red and the green blocks. They're actually measuring the momentum of the trade. So how far of a difference it's going based on the other way is the most simple way I can think of explaining it. With this volume one, you can see here, it's showing me how much volume there is in the trade. Anyways, that's my charts. I get it, a lot of people love that theirs are like that black screen. Honestly, my eyes cannot adjust to that black screen. So I changed mine to be the light view. I also put in some fun colors for all sorts of things because it just helps trigger my mind. You know, I customize my colors for my pivots and so on. You can do that. Your charts are your own to look at and if you find one indicator to just be consistently confusing you then take it off for a while I had the 20 day moving average 50 day moving average those are really popular I had those on my charts but I just felt like it was muddling up my entire strategy so I just yeah forgot about that so anyways Let's move on to beyond. That ticker is BYND. So I started this trade on October 22nd and I was pretty high when I started it. I was a little above 141 and since then it just went down. So it was originally my target for this was 152.30. You can see my alert here on my chart. I do use not only Thinkorswim for charting, but I also use it for alerts. And when I chart, I only use my paper trade account so that I don't accidentally right click and then buy a hundred shares like you can do right from your charts. So that's why I like to just use the fake account so that I can click around and chart and do whatever I want and not be worried about my actual orders. But yeah, you can still see that alert up at 152.30 where I thought it was going to go initially and it went against me. I really should have stopped out, but I wanted to hold strong on this trade. I even had this artificial stop line in it. You can see I did this line myself. I put stop and I put it right along the monthly pivot at 116.46 because my last entry was 117 and I was like, okay, I'm fully sized into this trade. I cannot size in anymore. That to me is another indicator that maybe I should stop out. So I put in that kind of artificial stop. It didn't really go 
much below that. So that's why I kind of held on to it. And I'm glad I did hold on to it at that point. It's just interesting to know, like, what if I had to stop a while back? But that's not how I do my strategy. And it did work out for me. So I had my sell levels at 141.65. My average had gone to 135.36 as I continued to buy into this trade. But you can see how crazy this ticker has been. It had this huge jump up and then this long grind down, which I was a part of. It just continued to drop and then the bounce came way late. Do I think that maybe if I could continue to hold on to this ticker, it will reach 152.30? Yeah, I actually do think it will get there, but my trading strategy says 90 days. I'm at like 85 days. And when I saw that big jump up and it got past this monthly pivot point there, I was like, this is the time to sell. Since my average is 141.65 for the sell, I ended up making 6.29. So I'm really happy. Over six points is a great swing for me. So I'll take it. The next trade I sold was actually yesterday. It was with Phantom Pharmaceuticals. I didn't love this trade in the beginning because of the low volume, but because of the low volume, I was kind of able to better track the trends here. And I'm happy with the way that it turned out. I had already sold most of it. Um, I started it on, in December 29th. So you can see it hit this low point there on the 31st. So I saw that that trend was going down and I thought, boom, this is a good point to buy. So that's why I bought. <laughs> and I was expecting it to reach back up to this strong quarterly pivot at 38.73 and that's where I originally had my levels in to sell but then as soon as I saw this grinding up it was not grinding up as fast as I was anticipating and I should have known because of volume because of volume so I should have really known at that point I re-evaluated my sell levels I sold some and I sold most actually there and then I went ahead and put my highest sell up at 37.50 so I did um, sell out of that yesterday and I'm glad I did it was a good decision I made 2.75 on that so way over two points almost three points I'm happy with that swing trade especially since it has only been like 15 days so pretty good then we have overstock that was another one that I started in mid-December OST is the ticker. I gave myself a lot of room to add on this one. And so my average ended up being 58.84. When we look at the chart here, you can see where it was going up to these really high, like 68 levels and then coming back down again. And so I got in around here when it was making that big emotional drop. I love those days. Those are the days where I buy I did originally start the trade around here. Again, it's that low of the day before at 60, but then it continued to fall and then it had a huge fall. So I felt really strong about this, but also very risky. So I went ahead and bought a little bit more. It only lowered my average to 58.84 and I put in another stop. So this is another artificial stop down at 47.03. It's awesome to see my research actually come through because that stop was pretty great, guys. Like how accurate was that? Look, it didn't go below that, like awesome. I'm glad that I don't actually put these stops in as stop orders because like that 
that would have made this whole trade not work out over 15 cents because the actual low that day was 46.75. So that's why it's so controversial, but that's why I hate stop orders because you stop out like three cents before you thought it was gonna bounce and then the trade works out your way, but you actually lost on that trade. So that's why I, I give things a little bit of a room and I do put in stop levels, but I don't put in the actual orders so that I can evaluate if things are consistently dropping at that point, then what I'm doing is I'm selling on the pops and I'm just sizing down and sizing down and sizing down so I can lose the least amount as possible. So that's my strategy. I know a lot of people have a lot of money to throw around and they're just like, okay, well, I'll just lose this $500, but that's not how my account is. I'm a small size swing trader. I talk about it all the time. I don't have the $25,000 account to bypass the pattern day trader restriction, which makes it to where if you have less than $25,000 in your account, you cannot execute more than three day trades in a five day period. So because of that restriction, I am swing trading. And because of my small account, I don't stop out. For those of you who listen all the time, I know you've heard a lot of this, so thank you guys for your patience. But that brings us to my new swings, and I only have two. We have Laser, L-A-Z-R, and then we have Courser Gaming, C-R-S-R. Laser was a swing trade from yesterday. I entered in this trade for a few reasons. I just love the movement, right? I love when I can see big candle moves up, big candle moves down, it makes me feel confident that this is going to be a ticker that is going to move. Um, so yesterday my average was 31.69. I bought a little bit when it had fallen below the strong monthly pivot point here and that's what I bought. Today I bought a little bit more as it continued to drop. I had an add to my swing at 31.13 and then another add at 30.75. Those were small ads so I'm still around 31 so that's where I'm holding here this is a really strong pivot point so I am expecting it to bounce here and my target to sell this isn't that large compared to what I'm holding now my target to sell is just around 32.57 a part of me wants this to continue to drop we'll see what happens I do think it will stay strong on that pivot but if it does drop I'll be buying again at this 29.79 level I'm not fully sized in this trade so I've got money to spend and money to add to it and I'll do another ad down there at 29.50 and then hopefully there'll be a bounce there and it's a new trade so I'm going to give it that time and it does look like the trend doesn't know where it's where it wants to go I see that on my MACD lines the MACD line and the signal line are just right on top of each other they're still below zero so it's still kind of in the sell-off mode and we'll just have to watch next week to see where it goes. So that's laser. Let's look at Corsair Gaming, C-R-S-R. I like sharing my charts with you guys. It makes me feel like you're like really in my world. For those of you out there who trade and you don't really know what you're doing when it comes to charts, I would just spend more time researching charts, get more and more comfortable, and just do everything you can to be acquainted with it because I invested in the stock market for years without even paying much attention to these charting nuances. And since I've been charting, I feel so 
so much more comfortable with my trades. I feel comfortable with my entry points, with my exit points. What helps me a lot too is this pivot strategy. So Corsair I started today because of a few reasons. One, there is this strong level up here at 42.59 and then this strong pivot at 35.20. So from 35.20 to 42, I like that spread. That gives me opportunity to make the kind of points I'm looking for. And I can also see you know, where this would bounce between that kind of corridor and I'd be really happy with it. So I started in small size today at 37.85. And that was because, why guys? Those two pivot points they're stacked on top of each other see there's a monthly pivot and a weekly pivot so amazing <laughs> so anyways and then of course what happened boom it dropped right into those pivots and then bounced right back up so I mean it's this type of data it's this type of chart that keeps me going it gets me jazzed because I feel like in this insanity that is the stock market I can rely on my pivot points <laughs> so anyways okay so that's obviously where I bought 37.85 is my average why did I not buy in this 37.56 level between those pivots that's again because I like to buy a little bit before the pivot so that I don't get missed so that it doesn't bounce right before it gets there. So if you guys are wondering if I believe in the pivot so strongly, why didn't I go there? That's because sometimes it does bounce a little bit before and I didn't want to miss out. So yeah, so I got at that 37.85 level. I was hoping, it was, very, it was pretty small size because I was hoping that I'm gonna see this drop and it might do that next week, which would be great because then I'm gonna buy a lot more and I'll be buying into this, you know, 35, 70 level. I'll probably place a couple orders at 36, 33 as well. But my first goal, once I saw it bounce, then I thought, okay, well, you know, if it continues to bounce, I would go ahead um, and sell a little bit, you know, if it gets back up to the 41 level to um you know to take that profit there but it went back down again so again i am expecting this to continue on its downtrend looking at the macd lines it looks like it is you know moving down and i'm okay with that there are some higher pivot points up here for like longer opportunity targets so that's probably what's going to happen i'm hoping that we'll continue to see this drop next week i'll get to size in a lot more especially at a lower price point around that 36 35 point and then um, I can sell some at 42 and then leave a good chunk on for like 48 38 we'll just be watching this uh, chart together thanks for listening to are you green Monday there is no trading on days where there's no trading I don't have a podcast but tomorrow because it's Saturday there's going to be a weekend edition of are you green so make sure to check that out it is part two talking about the dot-com bubble part one listen to that if you haven't it goes all into what where the economy was at the start of the bubble all of the different factors that made it possible for all these dot-com companies to start raising millions and millions of dollars and then tomorrow's episode is going to be about the big 
burst and what happened when these companies suddenly realized that they were going to be bankrupt and why certain companies survived it like Amazon and eBay and then looking at what we can do as individual investors to protect ourselves from a future bubble in the future. Okay, well, thank you all for tuning in to the podcast, to the live stream. I hope you have a great weekend. Take this time to plan your trade and trade your plan.